Uh, welcome, bro. Thank you. Drawing board, episode two. Excited to be here. Running this thing back. Right. Yeah. Part two. Miles Underwood, Zach Why? Ronfine, Grand Fields. Why from Swift? Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, you know, it's it's interesting. We had Quincy King on in our first episode, and we said to him, it's it's a very unique situation that we're in, where we don't, uh, our, our listeners don't get to really d- have a massive, you know, understanding of who our guests are, what they're doing. Um, right off the bat, you know, this podcast, we really want to dive into to creators and understand what they're about, what's their process, what's their approach to building their craft and staying committed on a daily basis. Um, so please tell, tell us, tell the listeners, tell anyone about, just a little bit about you and, and what you're doing and, and, you know, kind of sure. the, the road that you're on right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, so I guess I can give you a little bit of the rundown from the beginning. Um, you know, like, so I, I, in my family, no one was really a big, prominent musician. So I kind of, it was something that really kind of just like, I guess from like, ever since I was little, just kind of had like a love for it. But like, it wasn't really like something where it was like, I, I was never forced into taking like piano lessons, like some people are. So I, I never had this kind of like kickstart that kind of was like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to do music because I've kind of always been doing it. It's just been easy. It's, it was something that I kind of just like found. And then I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And the thing for me is like, I was always passionate about like creating and like being involved in like the music that like I actually listened to what I felt like for me, it was almost like in my small world of being a little kid, it was like, I wanted to do things that people actually wanted to listen to. Um, so like I said, I was really young, did some orchestra stuff, picked up the drums a little bit, dropped it, you know, as you know, any kid, you know, you pick up stuff and you drop Um, it. But when I was 10 years old, I, um, for my birthday, I remember I, I was saving up and I bought myself like a DJ board. I was really interested in DJing and this was just around the time. I'm from South Florida and uh, in Florida, a really, really big thing is Ultra Music Festival. And, you know, now like being older, like it's, you know, my perception of Ultra now having been there a couple of times, whatever, it's, you know, much more of like a party thing. But when I was younger, I was just, I was so mesmerized by just like the music. I was like, that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I saved up, I got a... DJ board, and it was one of those first things I really picked up where I was like, this is not gonna be something I'm gonna drop. It's a real thing that I think attracts a lot of young people, you know? It's, it's something that maybe when you're too young to actually know how to like make the music yourself, um, or you're too young to realize that that's what, you know, your passion is, it's like, all right, let me sit down, and let me try to make some things that sound, sound cool. I think that's a really cool place to start. When you mentioned that, you obviously like dropped in and out of of the drums and and other instruments you know as you were growing up when you hit this dj stage did that or sorry when you made the transition to making music did you have that kind of like bag of tricks yeah already? Well, well that's a big part about it because it's like you know i i think one of the things that like why i kind of dropped instruments and i kind of picked them up dropped them is because it was like I wanted, I, when I kind of realized, because it, it's so much reflective of what I do now, is like now when I'm, I'm so involved in every aspect of what I'm doing, where I kind of, I feel like I kind of felt like when I was doing instruments when I was younger, it was like, I was so like confined to like doing that one thing. Like if, if you wanted to play drums, like you could only play drums. Whereas now I'm like playing drums is just like one part of like a song. And like, I love drums. It's still probably like my second favorite instrument to play. And I love playing it. Second to what? Probably guitar. But like... I mean, it's 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 just the type of thing where it's like I kind of felt like I wanted to do everything, and and being locked into that one thing. I mean, you know, when you're when you're at the age of like you know, still dropping stuff, and you're not really you know, you don't have 
uh, enough to show that you're really passionate about doing something. Like, you know, I, I, my parents were going to put, they weren't going to put me in drum lessons, guitar lessons, piano. You know, like, it, yeah, that just wasn't, it's, it's just like, it's expensive. It adds up. So it's just like, you know, it was like, okay, like pick one thing, like stick with it, you know? And like, you know, I had that phase where like I got a drum set and then like I kind of, you know, I played it for a while. I got some lessons. I got pretty decent at it. And then like, you know, I stopped playing it and then we sold it. So then you move on. The thing with the electronic music though is, is that, you know, with that, it's all, virtual instruments and that was like that was a turning point because for me it was now i was able to actually do everything it wasn't like i was locked into like doing this one instrument um so i guess like it's just kind of like it, it really the the thing that kind of reflecting back on it was just this desire to kind of be you know involved in every part of it not really and not necessarily even being involved in every part of it but just being the layers a multi-instrumentalist and being that idea of being stuck with one thing was just like i didn't know how to handle that i needed to like move on to another thing for sure that's tough um well yeah i'm gonna just get into it so i'm a, I'm a huge music dude um i love music um i love djing like i love like playing songs at parties being on like, stuff like that and so um it's just really cool to get to talk to you as a producer and stuff like yeah. that and so i don't know i feel like it's kind of like a, a turning point in music right now like people traditionally think about music and things like rap stickily like they think just like the pure bars the rapper like that's kind of like as deep as they go um but now people are starting to kind of realize like oh wait like the song starts with like the beat it starts with the instrumental um without the producer you know there's there's really no song the producer yeah. kind of makes the artist and makes a song um kind of just what, what's your take on that like you know the value of yeah. being a producer well i think that's also actually it's really interesting because you know for me as well and kind of the story that i was kind of getting at and it kind of almost go into my whole like kind of the timeline is that it's like you know now it's like people look at music it's like okay you have like the vocal and then you have the beat but like if you go back like 10 years ago it was it never was like you have the vocals and the beat it's like you have the vocals and then you have the drums and then you have the guitar and then the beat so it's, it's now it's like it's almost like it's generalized it's like it's the beat and it's the vocals and that's just a big part of the fact that it's like you have the producer which is just doing the beat mm -hmm. and then you have the the other artist that's doing the vocals but the thing for me is because i am kind of the producer the vocalist the instrumentalist i don't look at it as like the beat it's just like and also the, the thing for me as well which is kind of a little bit different is like for me where like for example if you look at hip-hop music the vocal is just the defining part of the song that is the that is the person speaking and preaching and just that is your met you're sending your mm -hmm. message for me i kind of feel like with my music and really for the music that i've always listened to that i've been inspired by it's never been like the vocal has been like the defining thing mm -hmm. so like while yes like there is you know a lot of time and and uh, consideration that goes into that it's much less of a um it's i guess more of a balance between everything where i kind of look at like the vocal is almost just like another element of mm -hmm. everything going on right like for me like a vocal at a certain point could be just as power as like a guitar lead at a certain point because mm -hmm. it's just like that's the way it makes you feel because the end of the day it's just like for me it's like i feel like my music in the end of the day where some music is like more of like you're preaching a message for me it's like i make music to make people feel a certain way mm -hmm. i think you hear that yeah, in yeah tone. i mean do. we were even texting today like you said like i really like his sound i mean you can hear you can hear your own values yeah. in your music and i think you can hear the the that you value all these other moving parts just as much as your voice and, and your voice is a really cool part of the whole piece thank you yeah. uh, or the whole puzzle i mean yeah. um but it's 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 definitely reflective and you have a very unique sound and by the way you, you come in you know you approach music as a unique individual in the sense that 
not many people have the ability to play all these songs or yeah. play all these instruments, you know? Not not everyone, most people don't. Most people can't play the drums, the piano, the guitar. I don't know yeah. all the instruments you can play, but but you hear that and you hear the, the time and the effort and, and it's a meticulous yeah. kind of sound where everything comes together in a very layered but but kind of, you know, uh, complimentary way. Yeah. yeah, and I think a big part of that is, well, you know, it's funny because, like, I'll hear people be like, oh, wow, you're, like, so, like, amazing. Like, that's so, like, you're, like, naturally talented, naturally gifted. And it's like, no, that's just not the case. And the thing is, and, and this is really the bridge to anything else. It's like, if you go up to, like, you know, like, we, we, we go to school at Duke, and it's like, if you go up to anybody here, be like, wow, you're just, like, naturally, like, good at, like, pub ball, right? Like, that's just, like, that's not a thing. You're, you're good at something because you spend a lot of time doing it, right? Like, I, there was so much time that I spent sucking at all of these instruments. But the difference for me, and this kind of goes to what we talked about earlier, like, when you said, like, uh, like were you any good? And I kind of, like, joked about it. Like, I, like, for so long, like, I didn't care about, like, being good because I was just having fun. Right. And that's kind of still like my mindset about this whole thing, because it's like, you know, I feel like for if you're doing something creative, it's like you have to do it because you love it. And, and if you don't love doing it and you're just kind of doing it for some other purpose, whether it's, you know, like financial or clout or something like that, it's like, that's fine. But it's like for me, it's like I almost felt like when I was making my first album, which is really like the, the time when I kind of really felt like I was really kind of getting an idea and I, I kind of even still was figuring out a lot along the way, but it was the first time I kind of had some sense of like knowing what I kind of wanted to do. It was like, I wasn't afraid to like, just, I, I was doing it for myself. Like I was just doing it for the sake of like, I'm going to make an album because I want to just experiment and find my own sound. And I think that's where like the anxiety of having to do, you know, perform to a certain level kind of, you know, evaporates. It's cause like you're doing it for yourself. And, and I think that that's something that, that applies to any creator like you have to love what you're doing and i said this yeah. in the last pod like as a creator if you're trying to really make your mark on the world and you want th to influence you know millions and millions of people like the odds are stacked against you and and, yeah. and you have to beat those odds in order to come out successful um and in order for, for your kind of vision to be shared with the world yeah no i mean it, it it all goes back to it's like you have to love what you do like you know my so many of the songs, like my album took me about an hour, I mean, a year and a half to make. A little bit less, than, but around in between a year and a half and a year. Um, I started it around in May of, um, May of 2019. Um, yeah, like April, May. And I finished it, I released it in July of 2020. So it took me a little bit over a year. And a big part of that was that like, I, like there's, you know, um, the the second track and the last track what do you want from me and ready to go those are the first two songs i wrote i sat on those songs for over a year and still like you know i look at back at those songs i'm like you know there's certain parts i could do a little bit better and like whatever i still like them but a big part of it is it's like i spent so much time sitting on this material and just like reflecting on it and it's like i'm happy with it and it's like i have to you know i feel like part of a big thing with music nowadays is like there's such a rush to just put out single and single and single. And I get that. I understand it's like with social media these days, it's in getting, um, establishing, you know, following and being able to grow. That's a very, you know, that's kind of the model you have to do. And, and in some sense in the future, I probably will be going in that direction of uh, thinking about doing more sing singles and being a little bit more frequent. But for me, when I was doing this album and for the sake of just trying to create something that I was so proud of on my own, it was like, I just wanted to sit on stuff 
and there was a lot of songs the 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 image of this album as a whole shifted so much because there were so many songs like i would write and then after a couple months i'd just be like eh, you know I, i could do better and that happens and i feel like a big part about this is it's like it's number one it's like it's doing something because you love it number two being self-critical and sometimes i, I can almost be too hard of it on myself and like that you know it's that's a big part yeah. of it. that could be a little bit detrimental being able to cope with that and like kind of finding that balance i've, o- I've always wondered uh, i don't know if you guys have but sometimes like you know when when artists release songs you wonder like are they talking about themselves or did they write are they singing the lyrics that someone else wrote because they yeah. knew it would it would send a message um you know to to the masses do you do you kind of take your own life experiences, kind of the things that you're seeing and doing on a day-to-day basis and really use that as the driver of, of the sound and the lyrics that come out of your songs? You know, it's it's also interesting because it's like, and as I was kind of getting it earlier, so for a while I was making music with acapellas because I wasn't confident enough and I didn't even know what I wanted to say. I was like, I love doing music and I love the musical side of it, but it's like, it was a combination of, I didn't know, I didn't find my, I hadn't, I hadn't found my voice, and I also didn't know what I wanted to say. Like, for a lot of music that I was listening to, a lot of the time, like, the lyrics, at least when I was younger, like, the lyrics would kind of go over my head. I was really more interested in the music part, so it's like, I wasn't really thinking when I was younger, when I was getting acclimated with music and really finding the music that really excited me. I wasn't thinking so much about the lyrics, a lot of it, you know, like I, some of it went over my head, some of it resonated with me a little bit, but I was really more of like a musical person. So when I kind of started doing lyrics and I gained the confidence to do it and really started recording stuff, it was, like I said, in the, in the realm and in the theme of everything else, a lot of it was kind of experimenting. It was very based on like my own like things like I was feeling and kind of like navigating my own thing because I also I wanted it to be like something that was authentic to me and the part of that was in the beginning it was like you know I didn't know how to like really bring my voice I was kind of like almost kind of burying it in between stuff because it's like I didn't really know how I even like wanted to like represent myself but it's just you know and as I got more comfortable doing it more and more then I had more and more things I wanted to say um with this last album, there was a lot of stuff where I, it was kind of interesting. I, a lot of the stuff was written almost as like writing it to myself. That's um, cool. Yeah, which was just kind of it was it was something that resonated with me a lot for the in the time that I was writing it. Um, now I, I've I've been you know doing a, since I've done my last album, I've spent really the the past six months doing a lot of just songwriting and not really focusing too much on like the 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 meat and potatoes of recording that next album, but really focusing on just like what I want to say lyrically and musically and kind of like focusing on how I can really get to the next level as a songwriter. Cause I also feel like for, um, you know, this was a representation of my ability to, to produce and to organize songs in, uh, in a, in a, in a, a, I guess in a collection of an album. Um, But really I'm like, okay, now I know I can do an album but now I want to make the actual the the songs and the um, the actual content just so much more deeper and so much more thought through. That's tough. I'm just curious, like, what is your creative process like? Like, you know, yeah. earlier you talked about how like you're very intentional about how you put songs together and you want certain parts to kind of be more highlighted. And I remember when I was listening to Crosswind for the first time, yeah. I felt like there was one point where like 
the lyrics almost sounded kind of like it's the background and like the actual instrumentals were hitting me a lot harder and so i was like wow that's really tough but like, yeah you know what is that process yeah like so you? so crosslands was actually one of my favorite songs actually the last song i wrote on the album really? and i think it was it was actually really interesting because i think crosswinds is one of those songs that really represented my the growth in my musical abilities in the sense of like music theory mm-hmm. um like in that song there's uh there's a key change um which is just like something that's like a little bit we it's a little bit um more musically complex and it's the kind of thing where it's like you either need to get it right and if you don't it's just gonna not sound right yeah. at all um it's like taking a big shift um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, and, and I think this applies to anything really that, you know, anyone's going to do creatively that it's like, you have to, you have to find your, um, the ways that you work best. And, and that, that really is going to be exclusive to everybody. Like I, I kind of think of it as like, you know, kind of like if you play a guitar, like you'll get calluses on your hand, but you also, there's this idea of almost like, I kind of look at, it's kind of like a funky idea of, I think of like calluses for the mind. Like you have your physical callus, which is your ability to play things, but also the mental callus being that like, you're so familiar with the actual music and, um, being able to play like an instrument and know how something's going to sound before you physically strum it and mm-hmm. actually play it. So with regards to kind of going back to your question, um, with that song, um, it started out as that guitar bit, which is like just the intro um, and kind of like that main theme. But the thing is, is really, I I really tried to experiment with kind of approaching like the creation of a song from so many different angles. And I feel like that's one of the really, the, the brilliant things about making music in general is like, there's not one way to start things. And there's not, the no song will start and end in the same way. Mm. It will never happen because like, and you'll be inspired by the most random things, whether it's like you're looking out the window and like the weather is just kind of giving you some like vibe. Yeah. And it's just like you just get in some mood because like weather, like let's say like like I live in Florida. So like, I mean, that not to go on the theme of like weather, but like some days like it'll be like absolutely like pouring and storming. And some days it's like, wow, there's a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. And, some and, just day, like, and some days in Florida, it's doing both. Yeah. And some, sometimes, sometimes it's doing both at the same time. Like one way it's like yeah. sunny. The other time, like, so, so, I mean, it's like the thing is, it's so much of music and really doing anything creative, whether it's just, you know, art or, you know, even like, you know, for people doing sports and things like that, you're so going to be uh, the way you, you, you behave is going to be a product of your emotions and how you're feeling. Um, like if you go to the gym and like, you're not like feeling like, you know, super great or whatever, like you're not feeling like super pumped up, you're not going to have a great thing. But if you go there and you're feeling like amazing, like you're going to go and have like a great like workout. It's interesting what you're saying. I- I'm always curious about, about like, and, and I was actually especially curious in, in your music too. And I think maybe this is why you asked this miles. It's like, I was like, how, where did you start? You know, like it, there are so many sounds like it is in a, in a in an elaborate way in a good way like i was just like this is complex but it's cool what you're doing and for me and like i'm someone who loves music and and but like i'm i'm not a, a musician um so like I, w- I was very curious like at least on this album yeah was there a was it the guitar was it the drum was the yeah. you know rhythm what was like in in this kind of like mixture of all these different moving pieces was there a place that you tended to start on this album yeah no i mean that's a great question because it's like i think you know this album and i feel like if you know the the order of the track list isn't the order in which i made the songs but if you did if you were to listen to the tracks in the order that i made them you would see like such a progression because for me this album represented so much of like a change in like me becoming where i kind of felt like before i made this album i feel like i was like a producer i was a producer who was experimenting with using my own voice 
And now I don't think of myself as a producer. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just a musician. And I'm, I'm separating myself more from this term as a producer because what I think of as a producer is like, for me, when I, when I write songs now, I'm not, my, I'm not using like the computer. Whereas like before when I was making electronic music and I feel like a lot of music that is kind of really just like when you think of like music as like the beat and then the, the vocal, it's like with a lot of that stuff, it's like the music is so much of just like you're using the computer to program a song. Whereas like now I've kind of came to this point where it's like for me, music is like such a physical thing and I like... I've become so drawn into the idea of creating music physically in the real world and then using the computer as a tool to capture that as opposed to like the computer as like a tool to create that. I think there's so much potential in creating music with the computer and the fact that you can do that nowadays is just shown the potential of like how many creators we have making music right now, which is absolutely awesome. It's just like for me and like the stuff that I'm doing and the music that inspires me, I found that I am more um, in tune with making music physically in the real world with instruments and then just using the computer to capture that. So a big part of that is like, for example, like all of the, not all, but uh, probably the majority of like all of like the synthesizers you heard in like the, the keys were like real synthesizers. I have these two synthesizers that are from the 1980s. Um, and like a big part of that is like, you can get a lot of the sounds that are like similar on the computer, but the difference is like with this, it's like, when you want to change the whole sound is just like derived from what the positions of the knobs are in. And that's a kind of a big fun part about it. Cause it's like, as soon as you turn an, any knob in, you know, any, whatever position you change it to a different one, you will never have that exact sound again. So it's like, it's less about like, I, I feel like when I was in the computer, I was more of like, okay, like I have like presets. Like, let me just like find a cool sound or like using samples. Like I don't use samples in any of my music. It's all just creating the sounds like all of the, the drums you hear on the album um for some songs there are samples but towards the end all of the drums are real drums just me playing the drums and like a big part of that is it's like the rhythm and the actual drum beat that i would play on the drums i wouldn't have been able to make in the computer not because i i couldn't but just like the things and and the way i'm going to move my hands and the way my body is moving to the rhythm that i'm playing is not going to be the same way i'm using my mouse and my keyboard to be like okay program beat and they're, 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 both, they're both awesome ways of doing things and they're both clearly have their own successful things. Yeah. But like, whereas like, you know, now like you have people who are like, you know, amazing you know, beat makers on like the, something called like, um, like a native instruments machine or like an NPC. It's like the four by four with the pads, mm. which is like, I've seen, you know, obviously there are people who can do amazing, like artistic things with that and can make absolutely incredible, like, um, music that's like sample based, um, for me, like at least now, like I've gotten a lot more into like uh, rock, classic rock, um, things like that, and like I look up to like some of these like drummers who are, you know, it's just it's just a different it's a different mindset when you're when you're playing the actual instrument. Um, similarly, like when you're playing a guitar, it's like w the you know moving your hands in a certain position and knowing just knowing the scales of the guitar and the musical keys of everything is going to be different than looking at it on a screen and then like finding like either like if you're using samples like finding just like a pre-recorded uh guitar sample of like some melody that you like you know i i kind of felt like when i was using samples before it was kind of like 
if you're going down, like if you're in a grocery store and each aisle is like you're going down, looking through the sound, it's like, oh, I like this sound. Oh, I like this sound. I'm going to like this sound. And then you're going to put them on a blender and make it together. And that's fine. I just felt like for me, it was just like, I wanted to like, I wanted to just, I wanted to make it from scratch. I wanted to start from nothing. And like, I just kind of wanted just to, and I feel like that that's a big part of my sound because all of the sounds that sound unique are because it was just like that was just the position that things were in when I recorded it. And there's still I still use the computer to to uh, to uh, modify sounds and, and it's a big part about what I do and a lot of the things I'm able to do is because of just the technology that we have. But I'm not reliant on it as like my sole creator of making content. That's what's up. So you said you're really, you're not really big into samples, but like are there any artists that you kind of draw inspiration from for your music? Yes, I mean, when I wrote this last album, I was I was particularly interested in a lot of the earlier stuff from like Tame Impala, MGMT, mm, tough, tough, um, yeah. stuff like that. Like I, now, a lot of that stuff it's it's a lot more like of like a more like pop friendly, which is it's cool. I was I was a lot interested in more like the earlier rock stuff. So he has an album called like Inner Speaker, Lunarism. Mm. Um, Tame Impala said back to back shoutouts. Yeah, yeah, back to back shoutouts on on back to back pods. Yeah, very I don't know. I mean, I I really I thought you know for him is as well like he was. So for so Tame Impala is made of a, a single guy Kevin Parker. He writes, records, produces everything, kind of like similar to White. So I kind of felt like that like similar inspiration. In the sense you have like one guy is just kind of like doing everything, um, and that was kind of inspirational. I was just also I, I was very you know it was kind of there are a couple musicians in my uh, you know in my lifetime if you'll call it that they kind of like shifted my perspective of like what music could be. So like if you kind of think of it as like going from the beginning, like I was interested in like EDM and stuff like that. Um, I remember my favorite DJ when I was like really young. It was this guy named Hardwell, um, and then I was at some point um, I was uh, introduced to Flume, mm, um, okay. and that was a big moment for me because that all, that because Flume was like kind of like a lot of like the like electronic elements that you heard in EDM, but like it wasn't EDM. It was like more like chill slower yeah. just kind of it was more like song based yeah, and not just house like kinda. almost i wouldn't call it house it's just more of like it was really creating a more of like a song rather than like a like house bang. Yeah, it's, it's like so. instead of making like a house banger you're making like a song with like the same realm of sounds mm-hmm. and just like wild things and just kind of it really opened my eyes to the idea that like with this whole realm of like electronic music you can kind of like make it whatever you want to make it and you can it really with a lot of his sounds it so much of it is just like experimenting to like the furthest degree um and you know not really knowing how things are going to come out and just kind of messing with stuff until you come across something like oh wow this is really cool Hmm. and i feel like that's a big inspiration for me personally in this kind of theme of like not using samples because it's like how do you get that inspiration to like mess around and come across something you just you listen to people who did that and i feel like that's a big part about like finding your sound it's about like not being afraid to fail and also not being afraid to like not have immediate success in creating cool stuff because it takes a while to figure out how to like actually make sounds that sound cool and once you actually get to that point where you're making stuff that's like you get acclimated with the with the gear you're using and things like that and the tools you're using you understand like for the sounds that I am personally after, I kind of know how I want to get there. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really big into kind of like expressing your voice through the music and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, earlier you touched on how like 
a big thing for you is like being able to make someone feel a certain way with your music and so like what is that process like like when you're making a song like and you're like oh i'm putting this here so i make them feel like this like kind of what is all that like yeah i mean i don't really, i don't think it's so much more of like a this element is supposed to make you feel this way but it's more of like um it's it's kind of like if you think of like a a not necessarily the song as a whole but you think of like any any part of a song is kind of like you have a you have a canvas you're painting right and that that whole painting as a whole is going to make you feel a certain way but it's like it's a combination of the colors that you use and like whether like you know we you touched on earlier how like you know some stuff is like there's some stuff where there's like a lot of elements going on at the same time like that could be like a super like you know filled painting with just like a lot of things going on right like you know if we look at some of these paintings here like you know look at this top one over here like there's a lot of stuff going on in the hair whereas like you might you know you look at something that's maybe it's like something more mm -hmm. simple and minimalistic um and and having that sense of like uh, a balance between some things either has a lot of stuff going on or not a lot of stuff in the colors you're using and things like that it's like that is what makes people feel some way mm -hmm. um it could be you know whether something's slow or something's fast and um also just like the the harshness like i'm really interested in, in just like the the actual you know the the engineering of the sounds and you know and doing the mixing and stuff like that and, th and that's also goes into like how harsh sound sounds come across in your mm -hmm. ear how loud things are that you actually perceive and like uh you know like there's a lot of things where at least like in, in modern music a lot of uh, a lot of music there's this whole thing that people talk about like the loudness war which is basically this idea that um music in terms of volume is not that dynamic it's very stuff is like very like crunched and loud and you can hear it in a lot of like especially like in a lot of like um like uh pop hip-hop stuff it's, it's it's a very it's an element of the of the genre but it's like stuff is like very squished and crunched together mm -hmm. and that like that creates like a definitely like a, some sort of vibe where it's like if you listen to stuff that's maybe a little bit older it's like stuff is like a lot more maybe spaced out um and, and it's just like being able to consider that like when i did crosswinds i wanted to do something that was like more in like a minimalistic direction um you, you know using things like reverb which makes you feel like you're just like in this you know like sometimes it makes me feel like i'm in this like big like watery place mm -hmm. or something like that right um i think it's really cool in terms of the what you're noting in terms of the differences between like act the actual elements uh in different times like i i was even thinking today like like how, you don't no one like you know has that moment where they realize that like sound has changed or like music has changed you know but like if we look back like even in like the 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 2000s 2010s like our lifetime you know i i, I hear the difference yeah. in sound and i i, I hear the difference in artists and it, it's but i don't i'm never like oh like that was that was i i think 2009 was a big shift that's like my <laughs> personal thing like i think so you had like like vintage music and then like 2000 like the black eyed peas no, and then like and then there's everything after no that. i just feel like like, like that like akon like <laughs> that like akon t like bartender like those bangers like yeah. that era yeah of like like almost like what you would a lot of people like out around our age think of like their childhood music yeah i remember like that era of childhood music kind of going out the window and i and i actually i think it if you look back historically i think bieber had a lot to do with it and i mean i'm a massive massive uh justin bieber just like fan of i, I really like his music i really like his sound and, and i think his story is a really interesting one but i actually do think there was a transition um in sound as he yeah. started to come into the picture and as 
yeah. as all that stuff started to play. Yeah, out. I mean, the, it's it's interesting because it's like just being like such like a almost like a, like a like a geek just for all the the, the sound and the technical side. I mean, it's it just there there is definite and like specific things where we change, and, and a lot of has to a lot of it has to do with like the medium that we were making music on, right? So like you know when the Beatles were making you know their you know their album Abbey Road or something like that. It's not like you know it's not like one of the guys just, you know, popped up in his laptop and <laughs> yeah. put up, like, Garage Band. I was like, all right, guys, like, you know, John Lennon, come on, let's make a beat today. Like, it wasn't like that. So, you know, it started out with we were using, you know, these reel-to-reel magnetic tape machines, which I don't know if, like, you've seen, but it's, like, they're, like, these giant, like, reels that will spin like that. Um, and so but the, where I'm going with this, though, is that by changing the medium, it, it changes our ability to actually mess with the things we're recording so like for example on a computer you can make things like perfectly in time and perfectly like in pitch and things like that but it's like before when you didn't have that and you didn't have the ability to modify the things you were recording the you had to make things less complicated in some cases because you had to be able to actually perform it properly does it make music today less pure yes in my opinion, because the thing is, is because, and, and that's not to say that being less pure is necessarily bad, because music is, is subjective and like, you know, that's, that's the, that's the pure, that's the gold of it. That's the fact, you know, the thing is, is the, you know, I there's, can no love, right answer. There's, there's no right answer to it. But the difference is as well is like, you know, with things now like autotune, like on my album, like I tried to use, like, I, I really didn't use like much of like any like pitch correction kind of things. Cause I, I wanted to kind of try to stay as pure and authentic to like the sound. Cause that's just a lot of the sounds and music that I was particularly inspired by. But like nowadays you could get someone to kind of like very vaguely hit some notes and throw it through autotune. They sound like they're the most like, you know, trained singer, singer ever. And obviously you could tell that it's autotune and stuff, but it's like, having having the computer in some aspect and really having that computer be such a defining part of the music makes it sound a little bit less pure which is why kind of getting back to this whole conversation of like why I don't like to use samples and why I like to record stuff like for example when you listen to my music you can hear that there are inconsistencies in like drum things like you'll hear like there's sometimes like where like the drum parts will be just like ever so slightly like off time or like a part it won't be so much as like that sounds like wrong, but it's like all of the music that I've ever been inspired by. It's like, you know, music wasn't ever this thing where it's like, it's like perfect. Like that's not how art is, yeah. right? Like paintings and, you know, any, you know, videos and things like that, like, you know, acting and comedians and whatever you want to call it, you know, stand up and all that stuff. Um, it's not perfect. And that's just like the nature of like humans doing art. I feel we're, like we're the not stakes perfect. are higher yeah. back then, you know, like, and maybe that's why we thought we, we saw more musicians, you know, like, you know, the, the, the most famous classic musicians ever The you know, the classic. And I think a lot of that kind of falls into the classic rock yeah. genre because it was very inst- like instrumental in the sense of like a lot of instruments being played at the same yeah. time. Um, but I, I wonder, do you guys think there's a, a, there would be a pendulum shift almost like we get this do you think there's ever gonna be a time when 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 the value of actually like developing that craft of of being able to play a guitar riff like john mayer um or being able to you know a, a piano riff like alicia keys like you know 
that that marksmanship do you think that ever comes back i think it absolutely will and I mean, I, i'm curious like you know like what, what you guys also think but i mean I, I think that like you know i still look up to like people like john mayer like, i probably still have like something bookmarked on my on my computer of like something like some like little like tutorial of something he's playing and something just to like because i i still look up to all these people because it's like at least for me that's like what i'm chasing after because for me the the thing is and just like from my own going back to my own uh mindset and my own processes of recording music it's like yes you can manipulate things to make them sound better in the computer but if you can make things sound better from the start before you actually record it and having to do the least amount of that in the computer then it would just sound more authentic and more pure personal opinion what about you um i don't know i'm i'm more on like the rap side than like rap for as long as it's been around never really been about the instruments um but yeah i think i think to some extent there is like a real value and kind of like the authenticity in terms of like the skill and talent like you get guys like take like michael jackson like didn't play an instrument but was an incredible vocalist and an incredible performer like that's what that's what really sold him you think about like guys now like chris brown like there's not many artists especially in rap now who are still big on like dancing and performing but chris brown is one of those types of guys and so it seems like it kind of just depends on, I guess, like when the artists came up, um, kind of like just what people are doing now. But I think there still is value for coming some of those traditional types of things for sure. I think that's also an interesting point because it's also, you know, you mentioned this idea of like people being more interested in performing. Like for me, I feel like I, at least, you know, going forward, I, I didn't have so much of this vision of like when I was making this last time, but it's definitely something I so consider now. But it's like, I want everything that I record from now on going forward, I want to be able to like replicate that live Mm -hmm. and not replicate it live in the sense of like there's just like i press play on a backing track and then go do like i want to be able to like play and reproduce the sounds that i'm making live because for me i have always been so inspired by listening to like live versions of my favorite songs because that's when you actually hear people that's when you hear like the musician in the hot seat yeah that's when you really feel it exactly because you hear people mess up and you hear people actually, and it's not, I'm not looking, I'm not like, you know, oh yes, I want to see them mess up, but it's like seeing people in, refreshing. The, in, in, the, in the flesh and really, you know, just working through the, through, through these songs and really just, you know, playing them live. It's like, you actually see how, because you know, when, when you have a, a song that, that is going to be studio produced, like you're going to do everything you can to make it sound perfect. And if you don't get a, you don't get a take, right. You're going to do it again and again. And as you do it again and again, you'll find ways to even make it better and more complicated and more refined. But when you do something live, it's like, you're able to actually experience something for like, just like for what it is. And I feel like that's, that's what music kind of used to be kind of going back to like where it kind of changed, it changed in our ability to kind of like refine things and make them kind of perfect. It makes me think of of social media and the way that social media has kind of forced everyone to, at least the ones who, who, who engage in social media, to portray this kind of perfect life, this perfect image. This per- and, and I don't think it's everyone, but I think there is kind of this general kind of world view, of, especially amongst young people, where like I, if everyone is, is, is going to be, if everyone's going to be happier than me, well, then I got to show how happy I am. And I think it's interesting to kind of apply that to the same context of like all of these all this technology kind of it, it, it elevates everyone's game it makes everyone sound like they're so good and I think maybe yeah. that's a reason why some some people kind of you know 
lean into the tech side a little more because they they want to you know they they want their production to be just as elite as everyone else. Yeah, I mean for like for me, one of the things that like make me cringe more than anything else is like I'll see like a picture of like someone in the studio, and they'll have like their laptop sitting on like a giant recording console, <laughs> and it's just like. Oh man, it's like it's like you went to you went to like a super nice like decked out studio just to sit your laptop on yeah. like on like a two hundred thousand dollar like mixing console just like nice laptop yeah. nice laptop right. stand bro. It's I like don't going know to like a Michelin star restaurant yeah. and ordering like penne butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, it's literally the same thing. And it's like so for me, and I can understand because it's like you know there's a lot of like you know equipment that necessarily it's just like you can um, supplement stuff with like computer stuff and i understand that but it's like for me and what i am chasing as like my musical vision is just chasing sound in its purest form which is like using all of this you know analog stuff using all of these like unconventional ways of doing things and that's also a big part about it like there's a lot of a lot of the greatest most uh, a lot of the, the, the things that like I'm all, I'm like still to this day super impressed with like creating some of my own sounds would be stuff where it's like I used gear in like ways it just like wasn't designed to be used, right? Um, like for me, a, a big thing is is uh, so I use a lot of um, guitar pedals, which is basically like a uh, if you can imagine like a little device that you plug your guitar into and it will change the way something sounds, and then using these uh so using these effects that are designed for guitars and then using them for like all sorts of other things and it's like using using things in ways that they're not designed for using um different you know for also just going down the the rabbit hole of just like gear that people use like there's all different sorts of um types of circuits that will do the they will accomplish the same kind of thing but they all do it in different kind of ways and in doing things in different kinds of ways it makes things sound a little bit different different tonal characteristics and that's just kind of like going to me just being the kind of like i'm just kind of so like a big part of what i do is just kind of being interested in just the actual part of making the sounds and it's just being interested not not just the songwriting part but just like having a love for like actually just like making sounds and just messing around and that's really just a testament to like not being afraid just to kind of just mess around and experiment with stuff just because like i'm having fun yeah and that, it's like if you're not having fun it's like what are you what are you doing it's exactly like, you know exactly and i love like i don't know i feel like throughout this whole conversation we've really been focused on just like your creativity and like yeah. just how much you love that because it comes back to just like within music within art in general like there's the artist's creativity it starts with that but then like when you get down to the listeners like each and every one of your listeners will have a whole entirely like different interpretation yeah. of your music and i think that's one of the craziest parts of like creativity like no matter what your intention might have been in the music like someone can hear that and still love it and have a completely different like just experience and feeling and that only gets like more exacerbated when you get to like live performances and yeah. stuff like that so actually like when you get to like people that you love to see or like people who you're huge fans of you get to their concerts and you're just like holy fuck like I'm finally here, like just a, a rush of emotions is happening and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just love kind of like that, just the emphasis on creativity. We've yeah, been I, I think that's actually probably one of the the best parts about it because it's like my favorite song would not be someone else's favorite song, mm-hmm. and and like having other people listen to it and then like seeing what other people like what stands out for other people could be for something for me. It's like I didn't even like I not not that necessarily overlooked because I've you know listened to this stuff thousands and thousands of times but it's like things that like i kind of like didn't really like not i guess like didn't expect like a lot of like a lot of artists will say like maybe like their their favorite song is not necessarily like or like the most popular song could be like their least popular Mm -hmm. or like their least favorite song and then like when you play shows and you see you play a song and you see for someone like that's like their song or something like that's like seeing like 
their face kind of light up for that it's like that's like kind of nice and it's like in the end of the day it's like that's like that's what you do it for yeah because it's fun because it's like you know i i do like i said you know it, it almost kind of comes off in like i don't want to sound like almost like self-absorbed when i say i like did my last album almost for myself it's, it's like a mindset when i was doing it um but it's like doing something because you enjoy it so much than seeing how other people like react to it and like how they're able to connect something with something that you did just because you just had a passion for it and it's like that's like that's the that's like oh man like why do i want why why should i do anything else right so much of this conversation at least this part reminds me of kind of like the conversation we were having the other night literally sitting here um just like with that with with record labels oh yeah uh, and the creativity um talk a little bit more about that we were kind of just you know understanding you know this was kind of in the context of of you know something that that miles has been thinking about for a while kind of rolling out um i don't know I don't know how much I should dive into it. Yeah, um, I mean, just keep going. I'll, I'll yeah, pick it up from there. Yeah, um, but but this idea that you know, kind of spreading out, giving giving the musician the power. You know, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the time, you know, people send to labels because like you want to get that bag. Like 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 I think the bag is very uh, enticing when they when when there's a big check on the table and they're saying you know you can still make music and do what you love and and we're just going to be the ones to propel your career. But I think there's a certain level of creative freedom that that can get lost in that. Um, yeah. And I know I feel like I, I you have so much to say on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really just. I guess I'm a huge music fan. Um, and one of my guys, I guess, biggest issues with just the music industry in general, with things like industry plants and kind of just feeling like the best, most authentic music out there isn't getting enough acclaim and stuff like that, you know. And so I kind of have this concept for um, an app that I want to start called Put Me On Music or PMO. Um, essentially which is like a social platform where it's truly like fans and artists engaging in the music kind of deciding you know what's truly the best out there um also kind of giving smaller artists a way to get known without having to sign to a label and then kind of like sign over the rest of their career to the label yeah um, i mean it, it's the industry is like so interesting now when you compare it to what it used to be i mean even just like it's just in the matter of the way people consume music i mean it used to be that like people would play shows to promote people buying the record and now it's like completely flipped the opposite way where it's like now you like put out music but like people make the like most money off of like doing performances yeah, and things like that touring and things like that um going into even into labels it's also it's like now with like technology and the internet and social media there's so many things that you can do that like have kind of eliminated for a lot of people, the necessity to even be tied to it. Exactly. And that's why that's why you see me exactly. so many people like like take like Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. and like all of his success he's had as an independent. And that's just been because he has he's speaking directly to his fans. Mm-hmm. He's distributing his music. Like I, you know, I anybody can go and distribute music onto all the streaming services and the platforms that people consume music on for not like for a very, very extremely like affordable price. Like it's not it's really not mm-hmm. like something that is really it's not a fee that is really like a barrier to entry mm-hmm. in terms of like the, the price to get on these services. So really like it's we're in this time where it's like what a label can do for you is yes, it will accelerate your growth and they'll, ha- they'll help you in the sense that you have people who are working with you who are going to help you get your music, get, help you get your music in front of more people's exactly. faces. Like there's a lot of things that like a label would maybe give you that you can now do like independently. Like for example, whereas like a label might give you management. Now you have like your own independent manager. But the difference with that is that now you have a manager who's working like in your best interest for your best interest as opposed to like working someone who's like working for a label, but like 
working for a label in your best interest. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, Which what does is that like, mean? It, like, it really, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, what does it mean? So a big part of that about that is like, you know, there's, I mean, you probably know about like A&R, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a short phrase for basically saying you have, you know, as the creator, like whenever you're making something, having somebody in your ear being like, hey, like, let's make this song a little bit more this way. Yeah, let's do, let's do this a little bit more this way, a little bit more catchy. Let's try to do this on the next one. And it's like, in some sense, I mean, that's really kind of like really putting like a, a you know, a stipend on, on, on creators because it's like having someone in your ear all the time and uh, trying to kind of like steer what you're doing you know maybe you could argue that like they're doing what will be more like a better hit or something like that you could say that but it's like in the end of the day it's like well are you making music that is just going to be whatever other people think will be a hit or are you making music what you want to make because you just want to make it Mm -hmm. And, and there's no right answer to that, right? Because for some people who are just like, you know, really, really big in the industry, some of these top names, a big uh, part of their business model is just making music that are just hits. Yeah. Like I, I work with a lot of, there's a couple people who I know in LA who I've spoken to people who are like mentors of mine, where like when they get in a studio, like the mindset's like, okay, let's make a hit, right? And and, and the, the problem for that for me almost is it, is it becomes like too formulaic. Of like, okay, like yeah. catchy, catchy front part. Then like a course, then like a verse, then another catchy. It's part. like here's the one that's gonna be the single that we're gonna drop. Yeah, because yeah. we know that this is gonna turn heads and. And it, it's just like you know and that's that's the part where it's just like it's like it is the music industry, but for me right now it's like I'm more like interested in just like, just creating, art because I just that's what I'm doing right. Yeah. Like, that's just like what I want to do and. I've seen that like stuff that I'm doing is resonating with people, so like I don't want to like necessarily change that, and I want to like experiment in different you know seat my hands in the different areas of music that I've never and collaborate with people and and try different things and still keep on experimenting, which I've been doing all along. But having someone in your ear to be like, do this or don't do this, and this is not to say the criticism isn't bad, right? Like I I am my biggest critic, and I will you know for my for the for the people who are close to me when I'm making music, like I will send it to my friends and be like, what is bad about this? Mm-hmm. And I like want them to tell me like, yeah. what is bad? Because like, I'm not because like, it's not, it's not like a, it's not an ego thing. It's just like, I want them, like I want people to listen to it who I trust and like, tell me like what parts is like, eh, you know, this part was nice, but this part didn't really care for it. Like this, this vocal line, you know, eh, this guitar part. And I've had that. And there, and there's times where like my, like I'll have someone say like, hey, you know, I don't really know. I didn't really like this part, but like, oh, I love that part. That yeah. was like my favorite part. You need people to hold you accountable. When you do. We had it, not a situation, but we were in a, in a in like a in a situation where you know we're we're kind of in this in this one class working on something uh, with a team, um, and it's kind of definitely grounded in, in a vision that I have. But but like I'm I'm kind of very big on like hold me accountable. Like, yeah. Like I yeah. Especially if I have this this massive vision creatively, it's like you get emotional emotionally attached to that and i think you need people who kind of are able to step back for a sec and say here's where your your thinking might might need a little shift might just need to be fine-tuned a little bit um and if you don't have those people that are really gonna you know are that aren't gonna act as yes men pretty much and, and yeah. really tell you you know what's good um i think without that it, it's really hard to actually you it know, is produce it's, it, solid solid music or, yeah. or anything it's hard matter. it's really hard to grow when you're not able to 
tell yourself that you're not good. It's really hard. And it's it's like, look, I, I understand that it's like some people, it's like they don't want to like, you know, you know, you don't want to get yourself down. But it's like, for what I'm doing, it's like, I kind of almost, you need to be down. How because, are you going to have that mental callus? Yeah. Right? And that's, it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like, you got to yeah. get, you got to break down a little bit. You got to kind of understand where you're wrong, where you got to shift your perspective a little bit to be able to really actually then come back and be like, okay, now I'm, now I'm really focused. I understand the direction that I'm going. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Like there was there was one song on the album where I, uh, it, it's a song "Ready to Go," which is the last song. It was one of the first songs I wrote, and there was a big part in between, like for maybe two months or so. This is you know still before I released the album, probably towards the end of it, where it was just like I hadn't really listened to it, but I just had this image of what it sounded like in my head. I just didn't really like it. I was like, why am I putting this out? This is so bad. And it, it not only did it challenged me to figure out like how would I do things better, but and then I actually listened to it again over time, and then you kind of find out, like, oh wait, you know, actually that's not so bad. Great outro. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Great yeah. outro. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's like you know, it, it's like you have to you have to you have these fluctuations, and, and that kind of goes to what I've said earlier about like there were some times where I was like kind of being too hard on myself, and that that's very true. It's a very real thing, and kind of you know almost too detrimental in some aspects because sometimes like. There were times I really do get too hard on myself, and I'm like, this is just like, like I'm unable to do anything. Like this is like, oh, I'm so useless. Like whatever. But like, when the 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 weird positive side about that is it when you kind of sometimes get into that mindset and like somewhat of a healthy balance, it challenges yourself to do better, and that that's how you progress. That's how you get better. That's how you like get yourself to kind of think outside of the box. And that's that's about like you know, you know, working on something and be like you know what, no, this is bad. Delete. Like there's times like where I'd work on a song for two hours and it's like wouldn't even save it. It's like yeah, nah, too. don't care, don't yeah. want to listen to it again. It's just like eh. Which but, necessary sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and like honestly, like those are some of the times where it's just like you know you do that and then you figure out that like by doing that enough and being it's being okay with that. It's being okay with, with, with just the idea that you're not going to just every, like, no one's just like the golden snowflake where you just get in the studio and you just, you know, unless you're like, you know, one of these amazing musicians that is just like a, a, a career defining thing. But it's like, you know, e even those people, it's like, you don't just pick up an instrument. It's like, oh, it's plain gold, you yeah. know? And, and, and like, like I said, as you do, as you become more acclimated with, with playing, uh, instruments and being involved in, in, in music theory and things like that you can get to the point where you're writing things that are good and they're not bad because you've already know the music theory of how to make something that just like won't kind of sound bad but yeah. even with that it's like it's, it's not even that then it could be like you know even like lyrics like just like oh like this lyrics just like suck this story is just like dumb. that process for you must be very I would assume. I mean, they seem like they're very separate. Yeah, processes. they are. They are, and it's actually funny that you say that I'm on this topic because there's there's actually so there's a song in the album called Phase Reason where uh, I went through four different versions of different vocals, and not just like not like different takes, like four different songs of like like the the, the instrumental was more or less the same, but like the actual words and the story was like four different things. That's and, really and it's cool. called Phase Reason because that's the only thing that actually stuck with it from the beginning to the end i was like yeah okay but um yeah it, it's it's interesting because it's like you know it just goes back to like you know i i uh like i had that song you know 
did it, did the vocals, didn't like it, tried another thing, didn't like it, did another thing, thought I was done with the song, and then I was like, you know what, I could do this better, and then I was like, and then do it again, it's like, that. that's also a certain part about this whole thing, it's like, when do you, how can you learn how to, like, know when is time to stop? Because especially for me, I, I can be, I fall victim to being, like, a little bit too, like, perfectionist about mm. stuff which like some people will almost be like oh oh my god like perfect like but no, it's like it. it's almost like it's it. almost like in some ways it's a little bit bad because it's like there's so many things where it's just like i didn't know where to stop and you just go and go and go and go and it's like you don't you're not able to move on to the next thing because I'm you're a, just stuck I'm a, on I'm it i'm a similar way in certain yeah. certain areas of my life yeah i mean it reminds me of just anyone who's really trying to master their craft i think about kobe bryant like rest in peace but yeah you know literally the yeah. same exact thing like a crazy perfectionist like just never wanted to stop so. yeah no at least for me like I, I will think like now like especially in the past six months i've gotten a lot better at guitar and like for that like literally like if i'm trying to play something and i'm trying to kind of get uh a transition between like hitting you know a certain note and then getting to another thing like you know do, playing like some sort of riff or something i will literally sit there and just play that thing on repeat 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 200 times until i like there's things even like when i was recording my album where i could see like there'd be like a vocal take that i like recorded the same vocal take or another like or a guitar take like a hundred times 200 yeah. times literally recording the same exact take or like you know something like that for drums it applies to everything and it's just like i think that's a big part of like the the being able to go somewhere it's like being okay to fail and not moving on until you're like all right that's good yeah and that's something that people don't see either like that's like the thousand ten thousand hours you put in before like it yeah. comes out yeah no that, that's totally a big part about it and it's like that's the thing where it goes back to what i said like when you're in a studio for 45 minutes you don't get that yeah right and and sometimes there's an art to like the spontaneity of things when they just kind of come together yeah. and you're just like all right like like look what we did and like sometimes like there are there are some ideas for songs like where the actual like the meat and the potatoes of the song like the real structure of the song came up within like one sitting and like then like you know I'll spend a, like a couple weeks to, like really flesh it out and like consider things try to record things a little better maybe make things slightly more complicated but there's sometimes where, like where you can really bang out like the the real backbone of something and just like couple like an hour yeah and then that and that that does happen but that's also just a testament to doing things so many times and getting so acclimated with um you know like what if you're playing an instrument where it's like knowing how something's gonna sound before you play and also knowing like how much i need to bend my finger how much i need to press on this you know when, when you're playing one of the reasons why just i love playing physical instruments as opposed to doing things in the computer is there's so much more of a feel for things like when i'm playing drums the the way that I'm I'm pressing on something and the, and the the pressure I'm using is going to make something sound so differently and you can't capture that in a computer right mm -hmm. when you're when you're playing something like the if you're playing guitar like the you know the, the hardness that you're strumming right things like that like there's so many things that are so much more that that's the things that's where kind of going back to this whole discussion of like music making you feel something right when I'm playing like if you're playing some guitar part and you're really just kind of like you know playing hard it's like that's like you know kind that'll of like, that's through. an aggressive that'll come that through. will come through exactly and then like on crosswinds that you know going back to that like the beginning of that that's like a finger picking kind of thing it's very kind of like melodic and just kind of very you know nice and uh kind of calm very calming and like you can definitely hear that and that's not something you can get when you're doing that in the computer that's just like that's just because i was able to you know it's just 
making music physical mm-hmm. and when you do things physical it can make you feel different ways then and and there's things you know there's there's corners you can try to you know go around in the computer to make things sound harsher and less harsh and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's like you know just using my fingers a little bit lighter versus like trying to figure out what setting i have to get something mm-hmm. to sound a little bit less like you know what i mean it's just like it yeah i mean i mean especially i think even subconsciously like i think when you when you step up to the you know the plate or you step up you know plug your your guitar into the amp and and you go i think that emotion that you're talking about that would naturally come through i think it's at times probably just simply a reflection of of, of the state you're in and you're yeah. not even putting your your mind to it i would i would assume yeah and that's why live stuff is just so interesting because it's like it it's you know it, it's then like you're not looking at a song as like the song that you know it as as the 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 studio produced song. It's just like it's just the collection of notes and melodies and words, and all you're doing is you're just performing that yeah. right. And the way that that's going to come out when you're doing that physically is just how you're feeling, and it's just like the energy that you're getting right, like all that. That's the magic of it, and that's why like I love doing things live and why i want to get more into that whole scene of being able to do things more and more physical and getting more acclimated that with that because it's like then uh, you, you know you write a song but that song i mean if you've ever listened to like you know just you know as as an example like if you ever listened to like some of the beatles stuff you'll, like you'll see like something like take 70 something like that take 30 and they're like it's the same song it's the same words but they just they're different they sound different and they make you feel different because it's like you can play a song so many different ways or it's like when you're confined to like okay here's the beat and then yeah you could like you know maybe sing this a little bit differently and maybe put emphasis on things and maybe a little bit more aggressive on certain parts but it's like when you kind of then take that same exact aspect of like singing something harsher or literally maybe going you know more aggressive on different parts and applying that to every aspect of the music where it's the drums the guitars the bass the keys whatever then it's like the song can be so dynamic just based off of like emotion that just goes back to like music making you feel something Mm -hmm. because it's like you know you're you're, let's say you're playing in a room and everyone like the energy is just pumping and you're playing that song aggressive and then that you just feel that that's like it's like a feedback between you and the consumer whereas like if it's like also like you know i could play if i'm just playing like a song for just like you know me in the room or something which is like a small you know thing or something like that and it's just like it could be like a more mellow thing it could be the same exact song right and that's the that's the awesome thing about it it's like you can have music make you feel so many different ways with the same exact song mm-hmm. just playing it a little bit differently right so what's next for for you i mean yeah you, you obviously you dropped this album in july and and you've sat on it for what now seven seven ish months? I don't even I don't know yeah, how many it's, whatever well, it's been. Yeah, it's, it's been no, it's been around uh, probably four or five minutes. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure you right. want to kind of sit and take that in and acknowledge your own work. I think that, that that's natural and that's healthy. But I also would think that especially I mean as it, as more people it resonates with more people. You kind of want to get back in the studio. Yeah, well, and, yeah. So that kind of goes to what I said earlier. I mean, I'm, I'm right now. I, I've kind of taken a lot of time. I, I kind of separated myself from like the recording process and just been like, okay. I want to like get so much better at my craft, being crafted as like a musician, getting better at music theory, getting better at songwriting. Um, what I have like a, one of uh, my mentors uh, who works at this studio kind of helped me produce, um, or not produce, helped me mix some of the album. Um, his name is Andre Staza, works at a studio called uh, Electric Air in Miami. And he, I remember one of the things he said that really resonated with me was telling me just about like, focusing on just like the songwriting. Um, like I remember, like those one time we were standing out uh, outside of the studio. It was probably like 
you know, midnight or something like that after like working in the studio for the day. Um, and he was telling me just about like, you know, like I, I think he was like, you know, when Bruce Springsteen will go and, you know, just like sit there and I'll write a song, just like him, just guitar and just, that's it. It's just like him <laughs> just singing that. And that's how you write a song. It's just like, that's it. And I feel like that, that kind of really resonated with me. Um, and just like focusing on how I can just be a better songwriter because then, you know, I already knew, how, I already know how to do the, the, the nuts and the bolts of, of fleshing out ideas and adding synths and stuff and cool sounds and stuff. I'm, I'm familiar with doing that and I've spent a lot of time doing that and I love doing that. But right now I've, so I spent a lot of time doing, you know, focusing on songwriting. I've written a bunch of songs that I've been sitting on. Um, uh, but more songs in the sense of like songs, like in my head, like voice memos, little parts. Um, but now I'm getting ready to actually start physically recording those in a high fidelity way. Um, I'm getting ready to do, um, a lot of, um, trying to do more live shows. Um, so the thing Once is, so, it opens up. Yeah. So, I mean, so the thing is, so for my, you know, I, I always really love this idea of like bands as like a show. Um, so I have a bunch of buddies of mine who basically play as a part of like a band. So when, when I play live, it's not just like me, it's like, it's a band where I'll play guitar and I'll that. sing, but I have, uh, I have a friend who plays drums, someone who plays bass, yeah. someone who play keys and play guitar as well. And that really creates that whole thing. And, and it's like, that's whole, that just goes back to the whole thing of just having this whole interaction. I also think it's probably, especially for your shows, that would be really important because even if the music behind your voice um, is, is naturally, you know, instruments when you recorded it, that might not come through if it's just, you play the track and then you sing yeah. over it, and I think that's yeah. something that's really important in your sound and your yeah. message that you're telling. Well, that's the whole. That's what I. That's what I've been preaching. I mean, it's like I. I can play these things, right? Like I know these instruments. I recorded it, me playing it. So it's like there's no reason why I can't like show that. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's like I feel like nowadays, like with with everything with 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 media and everything like that. It's like you have to. You really have to show the world what you're doing. Otherwise, no one's really gonna care. However, you can really hook people on. Yeah. Didn't hold on, this is kinda of off topic. Didn't Ed Sheeran do something like that live where he like went through and like played like a riff from each instrument and like physically oh, that recorded cool. it that like, on cool. stage yeah. and then, like did the rest of the song. Yeah. Where it's stuff. you like record the beat and then like loop it almost yeah. like a looper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love watching that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's nice. No, it's definitely cool because that's kind of gives you an idea of like how like, you, like for the for someone who isn't really familiar with like how like music is made nowadays, like that's like you know, like the the sense of looping is like one way that people make stuff. Um but it definitely it's like getting an idea of like how are things actually assembled and, and just like the idea of like oh wow there's all these things going on that i actually didn't know about and like you know like if you have like one cool synth that just plays like one note at one part you're like oh that's that one sound that i heard you know mm -hmm. so it, it's cool so I'm, I'm working on you know kind of going back to like I'm, I'm working on just creating new stuff getting myself out there in the sense of doing live stuff and really trying to make more of a physical representation of like what i've been doing because it all goes back to the it's like you know it's been this thing that's been this like hobby of mine and now it's like i want to make it a career but it's like you know a big part of this like you have to show people what you're doing and yeah. you have to also i'm also i i'm at this point where it's like given all of this investment i've done into like furthering my musical abilities i know reflecting back on like my last album i know there's so much further i can go and just in the depth of making music that i really enjoy at least at least for myself um that I'm just, you know, I'm optimistic about like what things are gonna sound like. So I feel like it, it's probably gonna be, I'm gonna say next December will be album number two or so. Yeah, but. That's tough.
um it takes time but no i I, i'm sure i know some singles before but like you know people and people clearly are resonating with your stuff um how many streams does does the album have right now so right now we're at like around uh close to around 120,000 on spotify which is which is pretty pretty legit i mean at that point and it's again back to a conversation we had and i think i uh there were reasons i probably wasn't articulating my thoughts very very well but but the idea of like you know a thousand streams i was like i don't think a thousand and this was kind of in the context of 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 pmo um, and what he's trying to roll out it's like a thousand streams isn't enough to prove that there's demand no it is to monetize what you're doing but but 100 and what you said 12 100 you're getting close to 120 120 120k is yeah have you thought about the monetization aspect of it all yeah i mean the thing is is like you know, it all goes back to it's like you can't get you can't get too lost in like I think you know you can't get too lost in the money too quickly, right? Hundred percent. But I, it I, is a real factor. No, it, 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 it definitely is, and you, it's, some, it's something you need to consider because if you don't, then like you know you'll see people that will just basically like you know like you said you know you go you meet with a label and they're like you know big check on the table and it's like ah you know what yeah. I mean? It's very it's very easy to kind of like get lost in that, but I feel like right now I'm so hyper focused on just like furthering my craft furthering the sound and then eventually because the thing is it's like it, it's it's so challenging you know you can't make a living with when you're when you're not really at a when you're not able to play a lot of shows and you're not able to um get millions of streams nowadays yeah. just in, in how competitive the music industry is so it's like right and now i'm sure that's like, actor, a- exacerbated with platforms like tiktok which is music so accessible it is yeah i mean so that's why it's like right now it's like i'm just focused on just like I want to just make the best thing I can do. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of like, you know, if you perfect that craft, like obviously you already have fans. And so it's like once you get to that level where you're just like at your peak in terms of putting out music, like of course the people will come with it, right? Yeah, I mean, like you'd hope so. It's it's definitely hard, you know, nowadays, especially with, you know, like you said, like with like TikTok, it's like something that would go viral on TikTok. It doesn't just like translate. Yeah, It doesn't. And, and that's, that's the weird part about it because it's like it's figuring out ways you know, now it's like, especially with social media, the ways that people consume music is just, it's not like it's ever been, right? Yeah. Like, in the sense, of like, now there are songs that people will just, like, correlate with, like, oh, that's a TikTok song. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a song, that's a song where I watch a video and I just see the song. And, like, the song could have, like, no reference to, like, what that person's doing in the video. It's like, oh, that's, like, a five-second TikTok song. Exactly. As a music, I'm curious, as a musician, would you, because obviously if you are a TikTok song, it means that you have kind of, it's blown up in a sense. Yeah. But... I think like if you're in the if you're in the business of of trying to just like listen to music, you might not want to listen to a TikTok song. Do yeah, you, I mean, as an artist, yeah. would, would would you if if that were you, would you be kind of bummed or or happy about the fact that would you I be were bummed a if, if if a song was a TikTok song? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd be I'd be like pumped that people are like listening to it anyways, right? Yeah. Like, I, I've never the thing for me is like I've never really looked at like you know I don't think you know it, it maybe now it's it's a little bit different. Um, but I think like even like if you go back like two years ago, like no one was making songs because like TikTok songs. Like it was yeah. that was like I'm not gonna yeah. I, like it, it's definitely like there definitely there is a market for like people making like catchy songs that are like catchy for a couple seconds and then like that's a thing. Um, I've never really seen something that I'm doing is like oh like yes these like ten seconds are like catchy. And yeah. I, I've also never really I haven't like I, I'm especially now I'm I'm actually doing some like trying to look into like acclimating myself with like tiktok and things like that i've never i've never been like a super big social media person with regards to things like that yeah so it's like and it's kind of like you know it's just it's a part of the gig it's like now you just you kind of have to um 
but it, yeah i mean it's like it, you know if people are listening to the music in some capacity it's like i'm thrilled because it's like that's just like you know that's why you yeah. do it right yeah. and and even though like I, I do it for myself and i do it because i love it it's like the fact that other people want to listen to it i mean in any capacity whether it's like listening to tiktok or listening to in the fucking elevator like it doesn't matter it, that's you know that's awesome yeah. yeah and that's kind of the the vision and dream behind what i want to do with pmo like if you can have a song blow up on tiktok that's low-key a trash ass song like yeah. <laughs> would it, wouldn't it be great to have a platform where like people who are genuinely interested in music are saying like this is a song that should blow up and then are like taking that and running with it and then that's going viral like, yeah i i think i remember uh, there was an artist who i used to like a lot and uh in an interview he said his uh his goal was to hear his song in the grocery store <laughs> That's as, as he's going down the halls. And it's really like, you know, it's like that. That's all it is. It's like, it's like as long as people are consuming it in some way, it's like, you know. Yeah. So I guess last thing, I'm curious. Obviously, we've gone so much into your creation, the creative side of what you're doing. Um, and, and we know your some of your influences on that side. But give me your give me five artists. Oh, yeah. On in your in your Spotify, put Apple Music, whatever, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. five artists right now that you're making up. Yeah. Or of all time, all right time. now, whenever. Like who, when you're just like, I don't want to create, I just want to consume. Who so are the right, biggest? For the past, for the, probably for the past three or four months, I've been like addicted to Jimi Hendrix. Oh, shit. It's been just like, I, it's probably like 80% of what I listen to. I oh. don't know why. There's just, there's something about it that I've. <laughs> It's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So I, I've been. I mean, that. Um, so that's been a big part of it. Um, just a lot of also like just that general stuff. So like you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, that kind of stuff. Like I, I like Pink Floyd. That was a big part of just like the past two years or so. Like I said, Tame Impala was a, a really big influence. Flume, um, as we kind of went into earlier. Um, and then you know, I guess if you want to go back all the ways into the roots of like when I was interested in the DJing. I mean, just like stuff like there was this guy Hardwell. Um, I can't really think of so many other like EDM artists just because I'm not as in tune with that stuff anymore. I still do listen. It's kind of funny. Like for me now, like I'll listen to either like rock or I'll listen to like house music when I'm like working out or something. Just because I don't know. I like the I like the rhythm of it. Yeah. But like yeah, I, that that'd probably be it. So we'll be Jimi Hendrix, Led and Zeppelin. then Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and then Tame Impala, Flume. Kind of kind of kind of a weird kind of a weird list, but, no, a little, but all, I, all, all over the across place. the board. Yeah. There you go across the board. Well. Episode two, yeah, in the pleasure, books. Pleasure to be here. It was a pleasure to have you. Great, uh, I think I. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great we'll have you. By the way, let's absolutely have you back when absolutely when the next album drops for or before sure. that, just to just to chop it up and, yeah. and do our thing. Yeah, absolutely. Word. Thanks well, for that's having it. Me. Thank you, my guy. Yeah.